Meditations are a good way to kind of ground in. I usually do it every single morning before I leave the house, whatever my ritual looks like for the day. It's always different, um, but I will make sure that I get that done before leaving the house. Welcome to The Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Miller. Here we are going to be diving deep into the layers of the human experience, talking about what it looks like to live in pleasure and play, while also dipping into what it feels like to swim in the darker, more shadowy sides of life. I'm an embodiment and sacred sexuality mentor, guiding hearts into more pleasure and intimacy in their everyday life. I'm a lover, a connector, and an intuitive who is here to simply pour more love into this planet. Come play with me and let's go deep. Welcome back to the Depth Podcast. Thank you for being here. Today's episode is a really a good one. I was joined with my good friend, Allie Craig, and we dove into all things energy work, what it means to be an energetic body, how to ground and protect your energy, and a little bit about what she offers in terms of light language. And even um, we chatted about the Akashic record field as well briefly, which we need to do a part two on as well. So this is a really, really fun episode. It's like a conversation between friends that you get to be a fly on the wall for. And I know that our journeys have been a very similar one. So if you resonate with the empath um, term, if you resonate with being a highly sensitive person or someone who is intuitive, I think you'll find some uh, value in this conversation. And I hope you love it. So let's jump in to chat with Allie. Hi and welcome, Allie. I am so excited to connect with you. Obviously, we connect and chat all the time, but this is a fun one for anyone listening in to get a taste into our conversations, what it's like to hang out with the two of us. Um, And I think uh, both of our um, friends on the internet know us in each other's energy very well. So this will be really fun, elongated conversation of what it's like to connect with Allie and Jenna. So I would love for you just to introduce yourself for maybe anyone who doesn't know who you are, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Beautiful. Thank you, Jenna. I am so honored and grateful to be here chatting with you. Um, As you said, we do this often, but it's going to be pretty interesting to see what comes through um, while recording for other people to join in. So um, welcome, beautiful souls, and thank you for being here. My name is Ali Craig. I I am in London, Ontario, and I have a holistic energy healing business that is called Align Holistics. Um, It has kind of grown and expanded over the past couple of years. and it just continues to evolve alongside of me. At the present moment, I offer Reiki energy healing, um, Akashic record readings, light language, and sound healing, which I'm sure we will tap into a little later, as well as um, I'm dipping into shamanism right now, uh, learning a lot of rituals and ceremonies around shamanism, and it is a beautiful experience. So as I said, as I evolve and shift deeper into my soul remembrance, my business continues to evolve with me. So I'm so excited to be here. I love that. And I definitely see how you have, as you have evolved in your experience and your personal um, journey here on this planet, your business has, and it's been a beautiful reflection of your teaching exactly as you're sort of moving along this pace. And then people get to learn and grow alongside you, which I think is just 
it's it's so cool and that's one of my favorite things about being close to you and being in connection is that you're always willing to uh share the things that you've moved through really honestly oh I love that thank you sister um something I have been learning lately is that we are here to kind of learn these soul lessons and once we have mastered them for ourselves once once we have started to really integrate them into our lives, that's when we become um, able to hold the space for other people, right? So it is interesting. Sometimes I get caught up in my own head where I'm like, oh, I'm not evolving fast enough. This is not happening fast enough. I'm not where I want to be yet. And then I look back a couple years ago when my business was a completely different entity. It was a completely different name. And when you take a look back at how far you've come, it really uh, brings you back into that humbling moment of just gratitude and really seeing how how this evolution works right so yes I am so grateful to be able to witness that and I am so grateful that you um, reflect that to me as well in your work yeah I can't I mean thinking back to the moment we met so Ali and I met in a Facebook group actually it was like a, <laughs> a coaches free challenge and both of us participated in it and we were you know dropping in the comments like where we were from and and whatnot and we both said London Ontario and so we instantly connected and started chatting just outside of the group and then decided to meet up one day. And I think back to that moment in the coffee shop where we met our, our first date, we like to call it, right? Um, and to where we are today. And it it truly gives me chills. Like it truly blows my mind how much we've moved through in, what has it been like four or five? Like, has it even been five years? I'm going to say, I think around four. Okay. Yeah. It's been a ride. <laughs> it has quite the journey. I love it though. So anyone who is listening and who may be like totally new to Reiki, to energy work, um, what's your interpretation of energy work? If you had to describe it or um, onto fresh ears. Oh, I like that question. Um, where to start with that? So essentially, when it comes to healing, whether it's trauma, pain, illness, disease, um, what happens, we often overlook in the medical world the emotions that play a huge part in creating misalignment and imbalance in our bodies. And so what happens is, say we experience a trauma um, and we are not, and our bodies don't really know how to move through it, we, a certain aspect of our soul will go dormant. And it we like lose a certain part of ourselves or a certain aspect of ourselves, and these emotions that we try to push down and repress because we're afraid to feel them, which is a perfectly normal human experience, by the way, um, we repress these and they get stuck inside of our bodies. And we, these, these, sorry, these are not things that we're taught in, you know, school or everyday life. So we have, we're walking around with these repressed emotions stuck in our body. And over time, they start to manifest as physical ailments or disease or pain. So when we bring energy work into the mix, we are able to kind of bypass that like logical mind and tap into the suppressed emotions, surf, helping them to surface so that we can start to piece things together. All of this really is, is just honestly, the way I look at it, we're this like giant puzzle piece and we're just trying to always unearth and unravel um, parts of ourselves to kind of put the larger puzzle piece back together to um, realize and recognize how our traumas and our emotions are playing a huge role in our health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're so much more than just a, a body, right? And and those other layers have to be a part of our self-discovery, our self-healing, our self-exploration, because 
um, they play a big role. And I know for the, for the both of us, the energy work and moving into, um, not just the physical vessel, but into the different layers of self, uh, has been, I think, you know, I speak for both of us when I say this and correct me if I'm wrong, but (laughs) the most profound truly for our healing. 100%. And I think a lot of, I talk a lot about the four bodies in the way that I have learned it. You know, we have the physical, the mental, the emotional, and then we have the spiritual, which is the energetic. And majority of the population, again, the normal human response is to focus solely on the, the physical and then the mental. But we are neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. And until we kind of get all four bodies in alignment, we're going to continue to hit resistance and fear and, you know, get stuck in our traumas and stuck in our heads and all of these things. So yeah, working with the energy body is so, so, so important um, while, uh, while you try and uncover the root cause of whatever it is that you may be dealing with that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that explanation. Thank you. So you said in your, um, at the beginning when we were chatting, you said something I think a lot of people have probably no idea about as it was very new to me when it was first, the, the term first came up, and that is light language. Now, can you explain to us what a light language is and your relationship to this um, this art? I really consider that it, it an art for sure. How much time you got, sis? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, light language, honestly, it's still fairly new to me as well. Um, but it is something that, you know, kind of came through on its own. I'll call it a soul gift. We all have these soul gifts that we are able to tap into. That's the coolest part about this work is, um, you know, reminding people that we all hold these types of gifts, right? And so light language in itself is basically just a channeled frequency that is encoded with sound and light. So it's a multidimensional, um, we'll say like heart-based form of communication that again bypasses Uh, human limitations. So um, it can bypass the logical mind. Um, If you've heard light language or witnessed it or anything like that, you recognize quickly that it sounds very foreign. It doesn't sound like anything your logical mind can comprehend. And I guess that's the whole point. Um, So there's often a sensory experience involved with it when you're listening to it because your body and your soul blueprint is recognizing these light codes and these sound frequencies on a very deepened level. That's why sometimes you'll start to feel like the sensations in your body. You'll be able to maybe feel where the energy is moving in your body. And um, essentially, it can be channeled through words, through sounds, vibrations, and even hand or body movements and gestures. Um, The way that light language can help guide guide and assist us on our healing journey, um, well, there's a multitude of ways, but a few that are pretty popular um, or well-known is it can assist in releasing stuck or stagnant energies. So like I said, if we have a lot of repressed emotion, like let's say our heart center is really blocked and we're having a hard time offering love to ourselves or to others, the light language can actually go in and start to kind of break down those heart walls and start to um, release these stuck and blocked energies to allow the energy to flow more freely which then allows you to open up that unconditional love that exists within you, right? So um, it can also bring in balance and harmony or, um, you know, clearing any misalignment or discord within the body. And then another big one is that it can assist in DNA activation. So it actually works on a cellular level, which is super cool. I am so not a science person, but I'm like, this is pretty sweet to be able to just like bring in these like light codes and frequencies and you're just like, yeah, like things are shifting on a cellular cellular level. 
Um, for me, it kind of came through, honestly, I don't even know the timeline anymore. What is time at this point? I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, uh, but it started coming through when I was working with one of my teachers uh, named Beck. And I had done some healing sessions with her. And I noticed that like these weird vibrations started happening. And I call them weird because at the time I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is not normal. Um, and I would notice that my hands would want to start doing these like weird things in my meditations. And so being me at the time, I was like, this is weird. Like, stop that. I don't know what's happening. And then as I started to work with my other teacher, Brittany, um, and just diving deeper into it, starting to try and trust myself, the light language just kind of started to flow through. Um, it comes through in a multitude of ways. Like I said, a lot of vibrations and sounds, a lot of whistling that really connects to like the bird frequency, which is very interesting. I'm still learning and diving deeper into all of this, but I've noticed it comes through every day. Um, some days I get called to share it. Some days it's just for me. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty honored and blessed to have opened up this soul gift. Um, it's definitely accelerated my path pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It's pretty cool. I'm honoring it. I'm embracing it and releasing the judgment and fear that I have held around it the last little while. So here we are. Yeah, it's so, so powerful. And if you are uh, unfamiliar what we're talking about and you want to see what she's describing I know um, I'm such a visual person so sometimes on podcasts it frustrates me because I'm like you know <laughs> what's happening but um, you can head over to Ali's Instagram which I'll leave in the show notes and um, you can check out you have some IGTVs and uh, videos posted over there of, of you doing the doing the light language um, or channeling it through rather is probably a better way of framing that but um I, I remember that first time I watched you uh, channel light language, it was so activating. Like I was like, wow, this is, this is powerful. And I think you knew right away too, that what you had um, there was potent and um, going to be a big part of your path. I love that. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm still trying to trying to understand it. And it's funny because I always want to go logical mind. As I just said to you, this bypasses the logical mind. There is really no comprehending it. Um, you know, to some degree or some level, I have a general understanding of what's trying to come through. But usually, I don't know yet. And I, this is still something I'm, you know, diving deeper into to see if uh, more messages will come through with it. So I have a better under understanding of what's happening. But a funny little share on the light language, because you asked my experience with it. Sometimes when I am, uh, I'm just laughing at myself right now. Sometimes when I'm meditating, um, if I feel like there's something that needs to be transmuted or cleared, sometimes light language will start to come through on its own. And there have been a few times where it gets so deep and aggressive that I actually scare myself that I, like it feels so powerful that I'm just like where did that come from and I have to like take a step back so it's been a pretty funny ride to be honest <laughs> I love that it's like when a small dog has a big bark and it kind of like <laughs> kind of like startles itself <laughs> exactly what that was like I can envision that for you that's that's cute um, so yeah, I would love to know, obviously this spirituality, I know from knowing you personally, the spirituality journey has really accelerated in the last few years, but this wasn't always like these gifts weren't always present for you, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say before I really started tapping into the spiritual aspect of things, 
my personal uh, development or wellness journey started probably several several years ago. Um, you know, I grew up with a blessed childhood, but for some reason always felt, um, you know, super alienated, like I didn't belong. Um, a lot of like inner struggles, a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, fears, worries that seemed very uh, disconnected, like didn't seem like they, uh, not to say that I shouldn't have experienced them, but it just didn't feel like it made much sense. So um, as I kind of anchored into my, my healing journey, like I said, several years ago, it has just kind of started to lead me deeper into the spiritual aspects of uh, that I'm now sinking into. And I think what happens when you open those gates and you make the conscious decision to kind of choose your health, your wellness, and you start to listen to yourself, tap into your own intuition and really start to develop these parts of you, you'll notice that it's kind of like, almost like you're following little breadcrumbs. And you start to just like, again, back to the puzzle piece, you start to piece these things together. And the more that you step into your own self-awareness of who you truly are and what you want your life to look like and realizing who you came here to be, all of these like opportunities start to just kind of present themselves to you. And you, you know, you take what resonates and you leave the rest. And so, especially like you said, in the past couple of years, um, I've just kind of gone all in with it. I've decided that you know, I want to show up in service. I've always been inclined to help serve people. And if I can do it in a way where it brings them healing and peace and harmony and balance to their bodies, if it helps them strengthen their mental, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies, then I am, uh, I'm grateful to do so. Right. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, growing up feeling there that, um, misplaced energy like you know not fitting in or, or feeling sort of like uh, funny and I think that's something that you know you and I talk about a lot is sort of that the um the empath you know souls who are empaths I think find you in your work a lot of the time right because it is a really it's a strange feeling to sort through of being so connected to, to other people um into nature into the movements into the waters of life but then also have this really physical uh human experience here that does feel at times can bring, you know, the anxiety and the depression. And, and that's been both you and I's journey. Um, you know, for the empath, if, if there is anyone who's listening, who does identify with that energy and that frequency or that an identity, right? Um, I know right now it's a really challenging time in the world we're living through 2021, which is time where we're still experiencing a global pandemic and I think if anything that's really saved my butt over the last year and a bit it's been grounding and protecting this energy grounding and protecting my own sacred body and um anchoring in because it's really easy to get for us to feel like we want to return back to the galactic sky right we want to return back to another planet get me off this fucking one I'd love to go somewhere else right so I know in the work that you do, you even teach the workshops of, of uh, anchoring in people's energies and really protecting the, the physical body um, in an energetic way. What uh, Do you have any advice or any um, tools that you can offer anyone who may be listening that uh, feels like they need to just get their feet back on the ground? Absolutely. Firstly, can relate to everything that you just said, 100%. Um, and one thing I just want to touch upon before I kind of get into the grounding and protecting is that, like I said before, um, 
you know, we both kind of shared the same experience as the empath growing up and it is part of our soul's evolution, right? We learn these lessons. We are here to learn them so that we can guide and assist others, which is essentially what we're both doing now, right? Showing up in this space to teach others what we have learned and how we have you know, grown, evolved, and adapted over the years. So definitely I love to rant and rave about the grounding and protecting because like you said, it is, it has saved me uh, more times than anything else. And It's funny that you mentioned the pandemic because when it first started, I remember the teacher I was working with, Brittany, love her. um, She kept saying to me, you know, Ali, if you're going to take this work seriously, you need to be grounding and protecting yourself. And little Ali just, you know, flailing all around, disconnected, not grounding. Um, Finally, when uh, when March hit and, you know, we knew there was something coming, I was like, okay, it's time to do this. You need to start grounding and protecting your energy. And I have done it every single day since. And I, you know, I owe a huge amount of gratitude to that for getting me to where I am today. And so when I say that this is one of the, you know, vital parts of being an empath, a highly sensitive person, being anyone in general, because we're all energetic beings, really starting to understand your own frequency and having that energetic hygiene, maintenance, and um, like you said, the practices and the tools is so, so important to our health and well-being. So um, grounding and protecting are essentially, I'm going to break them into kind of two things because grounding is more so uh, mindfulness and awareness. And like Jenna said, being anchored into our bodies, being anchored into the present moment and being connected to, you know, Gaia, the sacred mother, um, to source, whatever higher being or power you choose to believe in. Grounding is really just us opening up to be receiving guidance, whether it's from our higher selves or anything like that. So um, some grounding practices that I personally enjoy are just meditations that really connect you into the earth. Obviously, one of the best ways to ground and connect in is to walk barefoot in the grass. I love it being out in nature. Um, Considering that we live in Canada, that's not always possible. So um, meditations are a good way to kind of ground in. I usually do it every single morning before I leave the house, whatever my ritual looks like for the day. It's always different, um, but I will make sure that I get that done before leaving the house. So mindfulness, mindfulness walks, really tapping into your senses. What do I hear? What do I see? What do I feel? What's going on around me? Trying to just get yourself into the present moment. Breath work is becoming a new one. Jenna, I know you've been experiencing with this as well. Um, but breath work, really tapping into that life force energy, right? And um, when we anchor into our breath, we bring ourselves into our senses and into our awareness and really grounding our bodies. So um, there are a bunch of different rituals that you can connect to. If anyone wants any further guidance, feel free to reach out to me. I do have a couple on hand. Um, And then protecting. So protecting is more so if you are the empath or the you know, highly sensitive person, you'll probably find that you often and easily take on other people's energy. You know, you can walk into a crowded place or a place where the energy feels kind of stuck and stagnant and you're just like, whoa, like I have a headache. I feel sick. I need to get out of here. Um, So if that resonates with you at all, um, it is important to be protecting our energy. So essentially the way I want to explain it right now is just kind of bringing in like a white shield of light to surround your body, to surround your energetic field and commanding your frequency. What you'll notice with protecting your energy is that your voice, uh, your intention, and the words that you speak are your most powerful tool and asset. 
for example, every morning I will demand and command that my energy remain that of my own, that I do not take on any energies that are not of my highest good, that I clear and release all stuck and stagnant energies. It's just, again, that energy high, that energetic hygiene where you're just always checking in with yourself and making sure that, you know, sometimes if I go to the store and I come back and I'm like, I'm so anxious. Why am I so anxious? Like, oh, I probably picked up somebody's anxiety because I've connected in and it doesn't belong to me. So yeah, basically um, some simple ways to start to protect your energy. Again, uh, meditations. There are ones that are specific to protecting um, affirmations and intentions using the power of your voice, cutting any energetic cords that are not serving you, setting healthy boundaries uh, continually, especially right now with everything going on, continually cleansing and clearing your frequency and the spaces that you hang out in. Calling on your angels and guides. A big one for me is Archangel Michael. I'll call him in for protection. Ask him to place his wings of protection across my back. And um, yeah, there's other little tools as well, like Palo Santo and Sage and crystals that can kind of help and assist as well. But um, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I know it's one of those things that that we've shared in common um, through our whole uh, experience of knowing each other is really how this is so essential. Like, right. If you identify, um, or you feel like you take on other people's stuff easily, if you feel like you walk into rooms and, um, it's more than just a social anxiety. It's, it's actually feeling into what other people are feeling. And for me, when I first moved to Toronto, I would get on the subway and I would stand there and be paralyzed by the uh, and this is before I even knew what grounding and protecting was, right? Um, I would be paralyzed by absorbing and feeling into what everyone was feeling, right? I could tell the guy in the corner had just had a fight with his wife. I could tell the girl in front of me was, um, you know, stressed about work. I could tell the person beside me wasn't feeling well and was, you know, low in their energy that day. I could tell the person, um, like I would could just feel into that, uh, the yeah, what was happening in that little metal tube below underground, which was very challenging to adjust to. And I remember the first year of living in Toronto before I even got a handle on, um, on grounding myself and really protecting my energy. Um, I just felt so dark. I felt so lost. I was swimming in everyone else's stuff and I really felt detached from myself, which, you know, I feel like that's something that you have been through too and our whole upbringing our whole childhood our whole young adolescence lives were these swirling bowls of feeling really lost in something that we didn't quite understand right and I like I can absolutely parallel those experiences and it is it is tough right it's tough when you feel like you're just this sponge that soaks up all of these things and if you don't have the tools or the awareness to protect yourself or to even know how to, you know, come back into your own energy, then yeah, it's tough. And we wonder why mental health is so on the rise and why people are struggling because we're out here just taking on and carrying everyone else's things without even knowing or understanding. Like you said, before you had the awareness, you're just taking on all of these energies and you're like, why do I know what this man is thinking or experiencing? Why do I feel this pain that isn't mine? And as an empath, as the, you know, of the empathic nature, we tend to want to save everyone. We tend to want to, you know, just try and fix and save and solve all the problems. But that's not, 
that's not our job. And I understand that we want to do this, but unless we're taking care of ourselves, we can't really be fully helping another person, right? Because we're just constantly depleting ourselves. So again, we come back to where we are now, Jenna, where we're like, we're grounding, we're protecting, we're anchoring in all of these lessons. Now we can sit here and guide other people through it without depleting ourselves, right? Beautiful, beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we could do a whole other <laughs> right. podcast on, you know, co- growing up and, and these feelings and sorting through. And I truly, truly believe that this next generation coming up um, right after us is even more intuitive, more tapped in, more um, connected to um the galactic family and I think that these tools is going to be so much more needed than we even really gave it credit for um growing up I know that these things would have helped uh me immensely and I probably would have stopped me from feeling some of the or maybe that's not fair to say but maybe lessen some of the really uncomfortable um things that I've 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 felt in my journey and I um I feel pretty confident just from our conversations, probably saying the same for you as well, right? Oh, yes. Um, I just got like full body chills while you were saying all of that. So that's a hard yes. Um, (laughs) And I do agree that, again, not to go back to the whole pandemic thing, but with everything that's happening and the, you know, like you said, the the next generation's coming, they are going to be very tapped in. And with the way that things are going right now, um, you know, with mental health and everything being on the rise, they are going to need the support and guidance um, that, yeah, that we wish we had. And it's funny that you said that because one of the foundations of my business that I always come back to is what did I need when I was younger? What do, what do I wish I had? What, you know, what did I need when I was like in my darkest moments and didn't feel like I had a way out? And I think that's kind of how we start to build and create our businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me honestly want to cry. Like it is so, so true. And um, I I go back to that younger version of myself and I even witness your younger version of yourself too and just run back and give them hugs because like I know how scary that was and to get to where we are today and to know what we know now looking back, it's just such a, um, I'm just so grateful that we stayed the course um and and plugged through some of those really challenging times because we are both truly here um to support and elevate others so that they don't have to feel some of that I think in in, uh, that's my opinion I'm sure you may have your own but no I totally agree and I know you can't see me right now but I have my hand on my heart and um yeah I it's just um we are here, right? We are here to, like I said, learn those soul lessons and guide and assist others. It's why we experienced what we did. And I am very grateful to have you and other beautiful humans in my life, in my corner, who are always guiding, supporting me and lifting me up. So um, as, as tough as it is in certain moments, you know, we know from experience, the healing journey, uh, all of this, this uh, process of, you know, soul remembrance, um, it's not always easy. It is destructive at times. And that might sound scary to some people. But, you know, what exists on the other side is so beautiful. And it, it frees you, right? And it is, I always uh, say lately that like, it is the medicine that you seek, you are the medicine that you seek, we're always looking to external resources to kind of fix us or save us, but it all comes down to us. Only we can free ourselves from whatever it might be that we're going through, right? So 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't agree more. And I remember meeting you and us sitting down to connect in that coffee shop. And up until, you know, that process or that time in which I met you, I have had always a really hard time with female friendships and just feeling like I made sense in them or that like I was understood. I've always been someone that's kind of just different. Um, I, you know, don't drink. I I didn't partake in a lot of the social aspects of university. I always just felt really like this other thing, you know, sitting uh, inside the friendship group. I remember sitting down and talking to you and just the amount of times we said me too, like same, like exactly (laughs) like that happened to me as well. How comfortable and comforting that was to hear. Um, just to know that, you, no matter what you're moving through, you're never in it alone and that there's someone else that um, has walked a similar path and has felt similar things and that is there to hold your hand through the crappiness and the ebbs and flows, the dark and the shadowy aspects of this existence. I love that. And um, something that was just coming to mind as you said that is that it is, that's why it is so important to be vulnerable and to kind of show up, um, you know, in, in all forms, whether that be light, whether that be darkness, because looking back when we first met, um, and I'm laughing now because I remember being so nervous because I, you know, always, uh, I was always very shy and nervous growing up. I never wanted to do things like that, you know, go and meeting you in a coffee shop when I've never met you before. And, you know, those moments are what, allows you to grow right stepping outside of that comfort zone because had I not if had I been too afraid to do that I wouldn't have met you and honestly like 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 you said the the friendship that we have like clearly we come from the same star same galaxy whatever you want to call it because we parallel so much and it's so I think it's one of the most important things on this journey is having those people that see you as you as you are or hold you when you feel like you're falling apart right or to have the person go hey, how are you feeling today? And they're just like, ah, this and this and this. And you're like, okay, we're on the same frequency. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I would have gotten through the last year had I not had you. Like, we, I mean, I remember there was a period of time where every day we were just like, are you feeling this today? And the other person will respond back like, yes, exactly. Like, that's exactly how I'm feeling. And just someone who... Um, you can just say it all too, right? Like here I am, um, this is what's happening to my physical body or my mental body today. And uh, just to be loved and and witnessed in that space. I'm just eternally grateful for the friendship that we have. And um, for no, no, no doubt in my mind, we were twins or, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, partners in a past life because the connection we have is so, is so beautiful. So I'm really, really grateful for you. Me too, sister. So in wrapping up, I'm, I mean, we have to do more parts because I want to go into the Kashuk records. I want to talk about all of our <laughs> hilarious um, journeys that we've had, right? We've shared some some um, really <laughs> funny uh, journeys in that, in that frequency, but we'll have to come back for a part two on that one. But in closing, I just wanted to ask you um, three questions, which I'm going to ask all of my guests here on the show. Um, but what is your favorite way to cultivate intimacy, either with yourself or with others platonically or romantically? Mm, I love this question because you know that this, the type of work that you do is exactly what, where I am needing guidance and assistance. So, um, 
I especially love this question because in a time where, you know, intimacy, closeness and connection seems to feel pretty limited or seems to be like off, uh, off limits is what we'll say. Um, I think it is important to kind of find the ways to do that. So personally, my love languages, if you guys are familiar with what those are, are physical touch and quality time. So things like, you know, hugging my friends, uh, cuddles, deep talks, spending quality time with the people that I care about, especially in nature, (laughs) and strong soul connections such as this assist me in cultivating, um, you know, that intimacy with others. And for myself, I would say that over the last little while, it looks like continuing to practice and strengthening my own self-worth and my own love uh, for myself and my body as someone who kind of struggled with, you know, body image and all of that growing up. I'm just trying to be really mindful and intentional of how I'm speaking to myself, uh, how I'm speaking to my body and also to those around me, just really pulling in that compassion for self and for others and just bringing myself back to the present moment and the awareness of how I'm feeling is something I'm really just trying to you know, get closer to myself, become my own friend. Cause you know, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that's what we're, we're all on a journey towards. Right. And you do truly give the best hug. So I can't wait to be able to, <laughs> um, be together again. Cause this year has really put, um, such a strain on intimacy with others. So my second question for you is what's something that's bringing you a lot of pleasure right now or a decent amount of pleasure? <laughs> um, I find that I'm still navigating this every single day. I know I did some work with you around this and I think for me, I've just kind of set the intention to find, you know, the pleasure and joy in my everyday life from making my morning celery juice to walking my dogs to putting my laundry away, um, just cultivating gratitude uh, in all the little moments, sometimes the moments that we overlook. And I'm just, I'm really learning the the beauty of learning and practicing um, to allow myself to just become, like let my life become like a living ceremony. Like all of these things that I practice, that I teach, that I preach, I want my everyday life to just be intentional in the way I speak, the way I move, um, and just honoring and flowing through each day lesson and blessing as they come um, with an open heart and just a reminder to stay present to my senses. Yeah, beautiful. I love that so, so much. And it is true. It's like right now we're in a time where we do have to savor the little the little nuggets of joy or pleasure or excitement or, or whatever emotion is attached to them that do exist. And maybe it is that first sip of celery juice or that, <laughs> you know, that fresh air when you go to take the dogs outside, like those little things are um, way important, way more important now than I think they, they ever were um, before this past year. <laughs> Um, and then, so finally, what is something that you're feeling really playful or fun about right now, or that's having you feel like that inner child, um, is coming through? Um, dancing, definitely dancing, which is not something that, um, something that I haven't done for like many, many years. And I'm not talking good dancing. I'm talking about blasting (laughs) some country music and just, doing whatever my body wants to do, moving in whatever way that it wants to move. Um, But I am feeling very connected to country music right now. It's so funny. I feel like most days it saves me just to, you know, blast it and kind of move around in my little room here. Um, But that for sure. And honestly, I, I do 
find fun in just like getting outside, being in nature, going on hikes, whether it's with myself, uh, people I care about, uh, my dogs, and country drives, back road drives, that too, all about the country apparently. But um, I do enjoy sometimes if I'm feeling like I need to just get out of my own head, I'll just go for a drive and just play some country music and kind of just get lost. Uh, I do that very easily, even though I've lived here for all 30 of my years. But um, again, just the day-to-day little things, just trying to find the fun in it and connecting in with my inner child. I've started to do that as well. Just, you know, picturing her little uh, waterfall hair at the top of her head and just smiling at her and letting her know that she's safe. I think that's super important when we're trying to pull in that fun and playfulness energy. Yeah, I love that so much and and uh, definitely sharing that love of country music and dancing. I can't <laughs> wait to be able to drive together again and to go out into nature and just to run around and um, play again because it has been far too long. I'm so excited, so excited. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your light and your love with us. I love every conversation that we have and I'm so glad that we were able to offer a little bit of nuggets of of you to to anyone who's listening thank you for having me soul sister um I'm honored to be here and I'm so grateful that you are launching this and I'm so excited to listen to all of the uh all of the beauty that comes with it so thank you so much I love you thank you for being here Before you head off, I have two things to share with you, a gift to you, and if you tuned into last week, you would have heard me talk about the feminine embodiment practice that I created for you, a juicy 45 minutes in length free embodiment practice, and that is going to be available again uh, in the show notes here and also through my Instagram bio. Um, And this practice is really to take you through the core seven feminine archetypes and feel into their energy. So if you're a feminine essence being, if you're curious about exploring your multi-dimensional self, if you're curious about playing a bit more in the feminine energy, this is going to be a really fun, beautiful practice for you to tune into. And if you've tuned into it already, I would love to hear your feedback. So feel free to shoot me a message. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to, to hear what came through for you in that practice. And if you're not quite ready for an embodiment practice, if you're not quite there yet, uh, feel free to book a connection call with me as well. If you're interested in exploring this work, but you're not sure where to start, if you're looking for deeper support with pleasure, play, and intimacy, um, I know right now, astrologically, we're in a challenging time with relationships, and I'm feeling that and experiencing um, that through a lot of conversations with my clients. So if you are in need of support, feel free to book that 20 minute call with me and we can uh, see where that takes us. So I hope you have a beautiful week. We will see you next Tuesday and take care.